0: back to another episode of Laser Graves. I am your co-host, E.K. Wimmer.
1: Hey, E.K. Wimmer. I am your other co-host, Mariah Rose.
0: Hey, everybody. We are back with something for you.
1: We're bringing it. <laughs>
0: um, I'm very excited to talk about this one. Howling 3. No, I- we did not do with the howling or the howling part 2.
1: Wait, how many howlings are there?
0: I think there's like six or seven.
1: We really should have just started at the end and worked our way down.
0: Well, we're an eighties podcast, though.
1: Oh, correct.
0: <clears throat> but we'll get to that. I'm, I'm okay, excited. Okay, okay, okay. We can't get too far into the weeds with that because once we get, once this train gets rolling on mm-hmm. the Howling Express, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's no, no turning back. Yeah. Tracks only go one way.
1: Yeah, Shakira knows.
0: Oh, yeah, she does.
1: There's a she wolf. <laughs> She might be a marsupial she-wolf.
0: I think... Oh, she, if anybody, is a marsupial werewolf for sure. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Before we launch in... Oh, yeah, yeah. This is actually, I believe, the last episode we'll have to do before we can thrift store find again, because Mm. starting tomorrow, you better believe what I'm doing, it is... Oh, my gosh. uh, Thrift stores are opening in town. Very limited, but... Uh, this should be the last week that we have to just completely BS our way through this segment. So it's
1: tricky though because I had thought like when this phase was over, like sorry to have a quarantine talk, but I <laughs> thought that there would be like a day and we'd be like woohoo and we'd all just go out and be free. Yeah. But now it's like oh, uh, yeah. and You are, have to. What's like, the right move here? Well,
0: and you have to like juggle it with your family because you can't go together, so it has to no. be like. Well, I'm going to go out and, and look at a thrift store, then come back, and then you'll have to mask up and go out and look at a thrift store. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have a thrift store find of the week.
1: Well, and we had that whole um, chamber installed where we decontaminate as we come and go from our house.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. The giant
1: was expensive. contamination chamber.
0: But <laughs> It was. It was worth it. Yeah. I feel like we're going to use that for quite a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, we did have thrifty finds that weren't thrifted this week, though.
0: Yeah, what was your non-thrift store f- thrift find?
1: Okay, so I went online. I did not go into the desert. Thank you very much. Mm, um, you had one more chance, and you blew it. I, I'm i sure I'll end up out there again. But, I mean, I went out in the desert, calmed down, but I didn't find things. Uh, I went online, and there's actually a place i purchased from before, and it's pretty cool. What they do is they go to old gravestones, like old old gravestones and they go with clay and they uh take like a they rub the clay over it kind of like a pressing like you would do with charcoal but they do it with clay they make a mold out of that and then they um sell so it's it's a new addition but they sell ceramic versions of these old headstones like they take the cool old like colonial you know skulls and whatever, and I—that
0: the hand that we have going yeah, up the stairs, so we do yeah. have one of their pieces. Okay,
1: yeah. So they have another one that I've purchased a couple of years back, and it's just a hand pointing upward that was on a gravestone, and they give you the information about the gravestone. And I, it was like a common thing, like, "Hey, the person buried here definitely finger pointing went up to heaven," but <laughs> <laughs> uh, we use it just to point to the upstairs. But I. I got another one with a gift card, and it's a—it's uh, just a cool old colonial skull from a, a headstone.
0: Awesome, because I was kind of on the fence about if the hand one had uh, brought in an evil spirit to our house, but now we for sure will have yeah. a haunting.
1: Well, we need a haunting.
0: We do. Every I feel like every we good need to be house haunted. needs a ghost,
1: yeah, uh, like Kraken
0: comedy skit ghost. Yeah. So my find of the week is. Um, Well, I had other stuff that I was going to discuss, but then I realized for this episode, I could just talk about how I got The Howling 3 recently. I did not plan on keeping The Howling 3, but I will tell you after watching it, spoiler (laughs) alert, you better believe I'm keeping this bad boy. (laughs) I am not a fan of this franchise, or at least I thought I wasn't at all. I have part one, which I really do enjoy. I -hmm. haven't seen part two in forever we months in my last year sometime did an episode on part four and we hated it so much we didn't even air it like because did we
1: not air that no
0: that never came out (laughs) that movie sucked so bad that it was right then and there i even had part five on the shelf i didn't even watch it i just sold it right away Uh because it's like i want no part of this franchise but what happened was i've been looking for another movie to cover although now that i've seen it i don't know if we'll cover it (laughs) This really awesome Italian slasher called Stage Fright. And the only way I found it was in a lot of three other tapes. Mm -hmm. And it had The Clown Murders, which is a really early John Candy deep cut, which I kind of liked, kind of didn't like. And then the other two were The Howling 2 and The Howling 3. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just quickly trade these off with a collector and get Mm -hmm. something else. So I, I got them in. Loved stage fright, watched the clown murders, and then there was Howling 2 and 3 just sitting there bugging me. And I thought, well, the the way I work with collecting, I will watch everything I get in before I send it off. Mm-hmm. So I put in the Howling 3 uh, just to buy some time. You
1: were very enthusiastic when you reported to me.
0: It changed changed everything for me because I was like, whoa, wait a yeah. minute. I have to reconsider everything I've, I've uh, thought up to this point. And then... Uh, last night when we were picking out movies to do, I said I think we should just go with Howling Three and mm-hmm. you won't be disappointed. And so that you gave
1: me a cooler option.
0: Like I did. A, I gave a you a cool couple ki-
1: cool kids options, and then we just opted to do this because you said marsupial, and <laughs> I was sold instantly.
0: Yeah. So that just leads right into what we're doing this week: uh, yeah. Howling Three, 1987. This mm-hmm. is an Australian horror. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. Ozploitation. Oh. That's a subgenre that nobody uses.
1: Oz, Ozplo- Did you invent it? Oh, gosh, no. Oh.
0: No, that's like an actual subgenre that nobody actually says out loud because it sounds so dumb.
1: It does. It sounds real dumb. Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad you didn't have invent it because I would have lost respect for it you. It kind
0: of sounds like um, the munchkins in The Wizard of Oz are being exploited.
1: Oh, it does. Like yes. they've all
0: been enslaved and they're like moving bricks in like a Dio video mm-hmm. in hell. And But I
1: kind of want to watch that.
0: I definitely want to watch okay. that. But we didn't. We watched The Howling 3. Yes. Okay. So it's directed by, I think it's Philippe Mora. Yeah. I didn't think it was Philip. I didn't think it was Felipe because there's no accent. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We're going to go with Mr. Mora. Oh, okay. <laughs> he also directed part two but he was so unhappy with part 2 because stuff got added in by producers and stuff mm-hmm. that he said for part 3 I'm going rogue part 3 all me i'm going to do my own thing and although it says it was based on the book uh, it is has zero to do with anything
1: are there aren't miss
0: marsupials in the book no there isn't this is all just completely nonsense like
1: <gasps> oh, so, i wanted to buy the book specifically because of this movie
0: no um I think the only thing, to my knowledge, that ties into the book, I could be wrong, Mm -hmm. is that the uh, strobe lights can bring on transformation.
1: Oh, well. That's it. Okay.
0: And so what's interesting is this is the only one also of the entire franchise that doesn't tie into another one. None of the characters. Yeah, I appreciated that. that. And it's also a standalone, which I liked because we're doing part three before we're doing any other ones. Uh Uh-huh. It kind of works because it's a standalone film.
1: Well, that's interesting that you say it doesn't tie in because I was thinking the whole time how it was going to tie into part four where it's like the writer off in her, like, California retreat.
0: Oh, that film sucked.
1: I was thinking, like, maybe she was going to write a screenplay and the character from this was going to be in it. I was waiting for it and waiting for it and it definitely did not come to be. Now I know why.
0: No, this is... a totally bonkers film i mean this is like straight up as classic 80s horror as you want i mean it's got everything really it's it is so bizarre and it's such a it's such a pleasant surprise if you don't know what you're in for
1: it feels like you're spiraling into insanity it
0: does but
1: not the same
0: kind as last week this we needed a serious palate cleanser from the apple
1: don't stop it
0: Ah, oh, you're giving me flashback i got ptsd from the, the apple yeah it was uh, so bad it is yeah it was bad and we needed a palate cleanser mm-hmm. and this came in strong
1: yeah absolutely um the apple is chaotic in a way that makes you feel true rage this is chaotic in a way that makes you feel mild amusement No, quite a bit of
0: amusement. I actually watched this two nights in a row. You did. I kind of wanted to watch it again. No, I really like this film a lot. (laughs) Oh. Okay, well let's get into it. Okay. So it opens on a image of old footage from 1905 in the mm-hmm. Australian outback.
1: It's uh a, like a group of aboriginal men. Yes. They're smiling next to a, a dying or dead werewolf in a tree. Like, like tied he's up. tied to a, a tree stump kind of.
0: Yeah, which immediately does not look like a real a creature at all
1: no 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 and then we get a shot of Serbia real quick there's just <laughs> yeah. a werewolf running free and wild in Serbia then we go to the National Intelligence Agency and they're deciphering info on werewolves so
0: just as a, a heads up to our listeners this film bounces around a lot and there's a lot going on and
1: yeah we're gonna try and boil it down yeah we
0: are there's no way we're gonna walk through scene by scene because this is too crazy.
1: Yeah, so let's go back to the aboriginal men smiling next to a dead werewolf. It leads us into a classroom where there is an anthropologist who's teaching and he's talking about how they don't know how this could be. Like they don't they're so impressed by this mask that these aboriginal men have made of a werewolf. And yeah, he- this
0: is Professor Harry Beckmeyer.
1: Okay, I'm going to straight up refer to him as the anthropologist. I'm
0: just going to refer to him as the professor. Okay. Um, but he is like our lead in this film.
1: Yeah, and then for some reason, and this was really jarring for me, we go to him, he's talking next to some large man at a like at his home pool. That's the, the president. That's the president? <laughs> that was not clear. Okay. Just... So not clear. Oh,
0: keep in mind too—the footage of the werewolf is the was shot. That footage was shot by the grandfather of the professor
1: in 1905.
0: Yes, yes, Okay. I thought President of the College. Okay, I've I've seen this twice now in two days. I thought it was president of the college that he works for. But then towards the end of the film, spoiler alert, there are military generals in a okay, room. Okay,
1: well, that explains why there are mil- the militaries involved. And they're
0: like, no, we spoke to the president. And that's when, upon second viewing,
1: I was huh. like, was he talking to the president, the
0: actual president?
1: Okay, okay. So this president then, so you say... Is in a bathrobe next to a pool, very obviously in California, not in front of the White House. I didn't understand this. Did you? He looks, the man in the bathrobe, who who you say is the president, looks at the camera and talks to it. like.
0: Yeah, he like breaks the fourth wall. However, yeah? it's not who I say is the president. It's on the IMDB. He is credited as the president.
1: Okay, so whoever IMDB <laughs> is declaring to be president, I don't believe this. It's baloney. Okay. It's just so dumb. Anyway, they're talking about the existence of werewolves.
0: Yes. And he goes to Sydney and we do get, actually, I do like in this movie, there's a lot of really cool shots of the city of Sydney itself because it's all shot around that area. But it's pretty neat. And then we meet his friend who is a fellow scientist Mm -hmm. who dresses like Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And I really do like their relationship. I, I like their acting. A lot, I Look, I'm going to defend this film okay. to some degree. Yes, it's stupid, but <laughs> there is a really kind of natural acting to both of these guys when they're together on screen. So I, just, want, I like them. I believe them to be friends.
1: You want them to just have a buddy film.
0: Well, they kind of do have a buddy film. Kind of. But we meet his friend, Frank Sinatra.
1: Okay. And they they're really interested in marsupial werewolves.
0: Yeah, well, his friend isn't quite a believer yet. Because he gives this ridiculous quote. When did you turn into a conservative? After I discovered that the Browning film of a supposed UFO was actually a film of a condom filled with dog shit and a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> So he's going to need a little convincing. All
1: right. Well, let's move on to meet our other main, one of our other main characters. So we come to a beautiful young woman. She's in Australia, like the deep outback. She's looking at a snow globe. She's slapped by a bossy old woman i don't know why this is our intro and then she's run she decides she's gonna run away from her life situation hops on a bus where she reveals that her stepfather has uh tried to rape her and that also he's a werewolf
0: yeah she says it so nonchalant Mm -hmm. too you should not run away from home
1: i don't like home why child because my stepfather tried to rape me and he's a werewolf
0: Um, Her name is Jerboa.
1: Yep. Jerboa said with an Australian accent. Uh, Yeah. Kind of makes it better. I haven't done any Australian
0: accent yet. I'll save it. Mm. Because I do a mean Australian accent.
1: (laughs) No, no. It's always offensive.
0: It is not offensive. Anyway, Jerboa is, yeah, very upfront about um, her home life situation you want to know a fun fact? I do have uh, one for you.
1: Yeah. You
0: know who was almost considered for this role? For what? Well, was considered, but almost was in it. Who? Take a Wild guess. Yeah. Nicole Kidman. Yes. Yes! <laughs> wow, that really... Well, that was anticlimactic.
1: Oh my... Well, there's like eight Australians from the 1980s. So. Well,
0: and she was going to auditions, but then uh, she looked up at the airport and there was this billboard... And it had all these um, numbers and cancellations. And she went up, and she said, "Excuse me, what's happened?" And the person looked at her and said, "Your flight's been delayed."
1: <laughs> oh no! I saw this coming from.
0: She said, "Oh no!" Oh, uh,
1: okay. Jerboa is on a bus. She goes to where does she go to? Sydney. Yeah. Okay, she goes to Sydney and decides she lives on a park bench now. Yeah. She lays down, some hobos come over and they're going to rape her, but nope, we also learn she's a werewolf and she scares them right away, but she's going to, like, straight up stay on that park bench <laughs> yes. all night long and then gaze off into the city distance.
0: Yep. This is cool, too, because what did surprise me is how much of an 80s film this is.
1: Very. It's like
0: cool 80s, like... Not, like, Lost Boys 80s, but it has that kind of...
1: She's so beautiful that it... And, like, the other dude that we're about to meet is so cool.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess you have some explaining to do, but all right. Well, Actually, he does. He, he They're he a does. good-looking lead. I think both of them are very um, she, yeah. cool-looking. She
1: looks like she's an, a 1980s model, and he looks like he is from Duran Duran.
0: He does. His name's okay. Donnie.
1: Yes. So let's introduce him. Donnie is driving by in a convertible and he sees homeless Jerboa looking beautiful, sitting on her bench. And he basically just like does a U-turn, chases her down. She runs in fear from him. Yeah. Well, he, he like hunts her down.
0: He's crazy. And we find out he's American, too. He's not Australian. Nope. Because he's like, why are you running away? And she's like, because my flight's been delayed." <laughs>
1: make it stop no no bones 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 okay um bones so he forces her then uh to be in a movie right because that's how actresses get jobs they are attractive they are hunted down by like a camera assistant i don't even know what his role is
0: keep in mind she's never seen a tv nope Uh, but she definitely knows how to act
1: yeah obviously and then uh, we also find that Jerboa's like woman kin are trying to hunt her down. This is vaguely important in the future. They, <laughs> they leave her town that is called Flow, which I figured out towards the very end of the movie is just wolf backwards.
0: <laughs> this, okay. Does this remind you of any other horror film? No, you can I don't like
1: that pressure. What?
0: Troll 2. Do <laughs> you remember Nilbog is just gobbling backwards? Yes. <laughs> when you were like, wait, Flo is wolf? Yeah. Backwards?
1: Yes. Yeah. So,
0: But it's pronounced Flo.
1: Oh, here we go. Go with the...
0: Flo. <laughs> oh, get on with it.
1: So they all dress up as nuns to hunt her down for no reason. But they get on a bus to come after her. And so she goes and starts her career as a as a successful actress. She's cast in the lead from this, not as like a supporting character or a background character. Oh, She's, the
0: director is like this weird uh, spoof of Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: I, I kinda kind liked of liked
1: him a lot, but like a '80s alfred hitchcock who spent too much time in miami
0: yeah i enjoyed that character quite a bit he Ugh. was funny
1: and then after they start filming danny's takes her on a date or donnie? donnie donnie takes her on a date to celebrate they're gonna go they're gonna go see a werewolf movie called it came from uranus
0: <laughs> <laughs> singer
1: <laughs> Woo! but she the whole time is like that's not how werewolves are but as we move forward, that's exactly how werewolves that's are. That's what
0: I have to say. Not only that, but they are intentionally watching like a B movie. It's like mm-hmm. funny. Everybody in the crowd is like, ha ha, this is cheesy. Yeah. The, and I remember thinking the transformation in the movie, it came from Uranus, was really funny looking. Yes. It is the exact same special effects as the actual transformations later in this film. I'm not making that up. Like, it's the same thing.
1: Yep. And then since they went to the movie, they decide to sleep together. She's in bed. And this is where you and I both realize that everybody from here forward is covered in sweat. Mm -hmm. Not like, oh, they look kind of dewy, but like somebody took a spray bottle and shot them in the face. 50 times with it they're all soaked
0: all i could think was that 90s jam uh, gonna make you sweat or whatever yeah, yeah like, is that marky mark I, I think that was marky
1: mark gonna make you sweat i don't know if that's how it goes <laughs> okay but i said it with enthusiasm <laughs> Yeah. so they're sweating laying in bed they've obviously just done the deed and she's asleep and that's when he's like checking her out while she's out and he discovers, it looks like a C-section mark, but we learn later,
0: no, that's not, not what's
1: happening there. No. So let's go back to the anthropologist who is looking, he's just decided he's going to go to Sydney and he's going to look for werewolves. He's just going to walk the streets until they appear. And then he also like takes note in the news that... A Russian ballerina has defected to Australia. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hmm, this piques my interest. And I was like, whatever, why? (laughs) Yeah. Where is this going? (laughs)
0: Well, oh boy, it's going somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's going to be my favorite scene of the whole movie, but we'll get to that later.
1: Yeah. So let's skip ahead to their Jerboa is, she's acted another day and they go to a cast party and she's there she's very upset Uh about the strobe lights yeah this is where we learned this important factual information about (laughs) marsupial werewolves that uh strobe lights make them transform
0: yeah this is in the lore of werewolves if you didn't know
1: duh guys
0: australian werewolves Hey mate, so, you can't be putting on the strobe light when they're around in the, their parties.
1: No, it's going downhill so fast.
0: You got a strobe in the party, they can <laughs> transform on you.
1: <sighs> okay, so meanwhile, the werewolf nuns—so Jerboa's people from Flo—have arrived dressed as nuns. They cu- like sniff her down in Sydney, uh, but she's already left the party because she's upset by the strobes, and they run in. And then apparently there's a bloodbath that we do not get to see it.
0: Oh, yeah. It's pretty awesome, though, because when they knock on the door and he opens, the director, Alfred Hitchcock, opens mm-hmm. up, they've all got these the exact same makeup from It Came From Uranus. Yep. Uh, the, they're all werewolves in nun costumes. Yes, that's <laughs> pretty cool. I love, love that so much.
1: Yeah, and then it's just like a bunch of party goers screaming and exiting. Let's go back to Jerboa. And I th- think she was hit by a car she's just laying in the street randomly very very unclear and donnie comes up the guy that she slept with earlier and he's like jerboa i'm in love with you yeah so they they have had like five minutes together and like they had some weird sex i guess after watching it comes from uranus and now he's in love with her (laughs) and she's taken to the hospital and the hospital doctors apparently quickly realized she's a marsupial werewolf and shut it down.
0: Yeah. And she also has a really sweaty dream.
1: Yeah. Yep. She does. It's a marsupial pregnancy fever dream.
0: Maybe. Yeah. When in doubt, everybody's sweating in this movie. (laughs) Like big time.
1: Yeah. And the doctors also at this point, they noticed that that was no C-section scar that Donnie had been checking out earlier. It's actually a pouch. And they realized she is pregnant. Uh, i
0: i love this premise i'm gonna be totally up front with you the idea of werewolf like marsupial werewolves
1: <laughs> you had me at marsupial werewolf
0: it's such an awesome idea yes yeah okay
1: um how many times I- have we said the word marsupial
0: Well, that's what they are.
1: I know, but I feel like I've said it more in this twenty minutes than I've ever said. You're gonna say
0: it more in this episode than we'll ever say it again. Also, I'm just not a fan of werewolf films in general. I think we discussed this Mm -hmm. when we did um, Monster Dog. Yeah, I just I'm not a huge fan of werewolf film. I'm not against them, but this one for me is like up there with fun like if you're gonna do a werewolf movie do something cool with it
1: i like marsupials i actually like dogs and wolves too but ugh and i like australians
0: so it's kind of like win-win
1: yeah but when you put all of those in one pot and you swirl it around yeah victory is yours my friend (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so jerboa also what even what is the name jerboa
0: it's a really cool name.
1: Is that an Australian thing? I don't know. I think it is. Okay. So the wolf nuns are outside of the hospital. They're still hunting Draboa down. And then we don't see it again, but it's a bunch of dead Australians in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. and We,
0: we do flash to Donnie, though, who is incredibly sweaty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when in doubt, they're all sweaty.
0: I just, I, I can't, I'm, I can't overemphasize how much... Everybody's sweating in this film.
1: Yes. So he's survived through all of this and they interview him and he's just revealing that it was love at first sight with Jerboa and it's revealed to him that he could possibly be the father of a little, little werewolf BB. Yeah.
0: And Jerboa has been taken back to the outback camp. To Flo. Oh yeah. Flo. The camp. And then we are going to cut to
1: let's bring in some Russian ballet here who
0: is not a marsupial werewolf she no she's a different breed
1: yes okay so we go to a but a Russian ballerina and
0: <laughs> she's I think what she is in I think she's called the overacting breed of Ooh. she's my favorite I she's really- so
1: great I also feel like she probably has a cool house and she wears like cool linen clothes like white linen and she like brings out a really fancy wine and has like steamed asparagus that she serves (laughs) her guests
0: her name's olga
1: yeah and
0: we meet olga the ballerina and her husband is sticking his fingers in her mouth is
1: that her husband
0: yeah i'm assuming and I
1: i thought it was just like another dancer
0: no because he's also a werewolf Because she feels like she might be, it might be coming on. So he checks for her teeth and he's like, no, 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 it's all good. But his
1: fingers are like really in there. (laughs) Yeah, they are. I, uh,
0: (laughs) Glad we're focusing on this scene.
1: It was so weird. (laughs) Okay. So she gets fingers in her mouth and then her husband or whoever, he for some reason draws the weird bald stepdad but it's like a childlike drawing of the weird bald stepdad from whom jerboa had originally like tried to escape
0: right and And the
1: ballerina gets like hot and bothered by this cartoonish drawing
0: boy she does some acting here (laughs) but it's basically a dress rehearsal for the ballet
1: yes and the anthropologist is in the audience he and his buddy that's it
0: those are the only two people in the whole audience they're just sitting there watching okay and then we get to the scene that i love so much oh,
1: dancing and transforming can i
0: just say black swan like
1: yes this
0: is straight up black swan like mm-hmm. i i love that movie but they're not fooling anybody they totally stole this they
1: ripped it off
0: they totally stole this from howling three because
1: natalie portman you stole olga's vibe well, she
0: didn't steal it she did No, but
1: anyway... I'm accusing Natalie. Okay.
0: So Olga starts doing these spins, and then with each spin, a little more hair and transformation happens, till, (laughs) not joking, there is a werewolf in a ballerina costume standing there, and everybody screams and runs away, and I... This is when I just, I could have turned off the movie at this point and said, I will never get rid of it because I love it so much. Yes. We got a full transformation while spinning in a ballerina costume. Best scene in the movie, in my opinion.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, Where should we go from here? I don't know how far we should jump ahead.
0: Well, I don't know. We can, the, the, she gets taken in.
1: To the hospital. Because she's something. captured. Yes.
0: And her husband turns into a werewolf and kills everybody. Mm-hmm. So then she escapes and goes to um, Flo to be with bald headed dude because her husband gets killed in the process. So she's fair game again.
1: Yeah. She's, she's going to make out
0: with weird bald-headed head stepdad.
1: Yes. Why is he a stepdad? What does it have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> but <laughs> before we do that, Uh, there's one minor scene I have to point out. Are you talking
1: about the nipples?
0: Oh, no, you can talk about that, though. Mm.
1: They really do an extended shot on werewolf nipples, that's all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about when everybody's getting killed in the hospital, the transition to get from the hospital destruction to Mm -hmm. flow is a person falling, like, 40 stories off a building (laughs) while a reggae song plays (laughs) called... All fall down. This is what is playing as a man is falling to his death. All, all, yeah. <laughs> I, just this film is so <laughs> marvelous. And then we're in flow. Also, this is not. Uh, this is not the band that's playing, but this is an opportune time to tell mm-hmm. you. I was looking up the soundtrack because I was like, what the hell is going on with the music? Nobody knows. Later, there are several songs on the soundtrack by a band. Mm-hmm. I tried so hard to find information on the band, and I'm pretty good at finding information. You are. I could not find anything. Ooh, Would mysterious? you like to know the name of the band?
1: Yes marsupial werewolf
0: you're not even gonna kind of guess this one the actual name of the band on the soundtrack is burt reynolds chest
1: what (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) they're
0: like a new wave band called burt reynolds chest
1: yes they do have a couple songs in the end that are
0: really cool but
1: yeah there you go do they have an album I don't
0: I can't find anything yet. I well we were kind of rushed because we did this the next day, but I'm for sure going to to look Keep into it. Keep us that.
1: updated. Okay. We need to know more.
0: I'll talk about that on the chill factor. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh so the doctor basically everybody is hunt, heading to flow in in search of Jerboa and I guess her stepdad for whatever reason and randomly Danny's just like walking through the outback Donnie sorry I'm getting my new kids on the block
0: (laughs) you really are (laughs) Yeah.
1: my two least favorite ones whatever
0: (laughs) randomly Jordan Knight is like in the outback
1: meow okay meanwhile Jerboa she goes she's in her hometown she like goes to a weird barn and very very sensually lays in some hay there's like breast shot
0: okay I'm gonna back you up
1: hold on Mm, cause okay. Because
0: this is a challenger for best scene in the movie.
1: This scene right here? Yeah. We're but when you say into?
0: sensually lays down naked in the barn.
1: No, we're getting to what happens.
0: But she, while she's naked, is covered in hair.
1: Right. But at first, you just see the top half of her and you're like, whoa, what's happening in the yeah, barn? Yeah,
0: her breasts are like covered in scraggly hair.
1: Hmm. But it's from a distance, so at first it's just nice, but then you go, whoa, 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 whoa. And it goes, like, trails down to her pouch.
0: I didn't say whoa. I actually said hey.
1: So Jerboa lays back in the hay and gives birth to her marsupial werewolf baby. And it's a lot of um, really really brightly lit it's like a soft warm light we we
0: see the whole birth
1: and hair so much hair from down there up to the pouch and this baby down under down under (laughs) (laughs) oh to the pouch as the baby crawls and she smiles and she's relieved honestly like
0: Can you describe the baby? Because I've seen this and I knew what I was in for. Oh. I, okay. This whole scene, by the way, I looked over and you had your hand over your mouth mm -hmm. in disbelief with your head down laughing.
1: Yeah, it was bad. This scene is
0: everything you want in a cheesy 80s movie. (sighs) This baby that comes out of her well, it comes out of a vagina and then crawls into her pouch where mm-hmm. she caresses it. But it is...
1: Honestly, marsupials have it figured out.
0: We see it all. Like, it is this tiny little, like, puppet. Well, we don't puppet. see it all at all. No, though. no, the, no, the baby. It, they're not holding back with the effects. They're,
1: so it's flesh colored. It's also got warmly lit Hair, so <laughs> much synthetic hair.
0: It looks like something you'd make in art class mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah, and then be like, check out what I just sculpted.
1: Yeah, and then somebody's sure. like,
0: that's cool. Can we use it for the prop in this film? Mm-hmm.
1: It's got like black bead eyes, but its its face is already emoting. It's, like, looking at its mom, and it's smiling, and it's happy that it was born. And she's happy, like, smiling back at it as it crawls to the pouch. Then she licks her hand and, like, wets down the hair to make a trail to the pouch. So it's got, like, a, a an easier crawl. I don't know. Everything about that made me want to die a little bit.
0: It was such an amazing scene.
1: Oh, It made just... me kind of go, like... There's a reason that we're worried about the end of humanity.
0: <laughs> I, I really It really. started in 1987. Oh, and uh, uh, shocker, she was real sweaty during this scene.
1: <sighs> Everything is sweating. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, the baby
1: was sweating.
0: Jerboa is sweating and the ballerina goes to the bald father and then
1: stepfather. Come on.
0: Stepfather. Then we go to a scene where Jerboa finds Donnie and Donnie is <laughs> okay she like reveals the baby who's now grown even more in she, her pouch yeah
1: she shows him her little werewolf baby in her pouch which
0: now looks like i can't even explain what this puppet looks like it's I, so weird looking
1: it's uncomfortable where is it now i want it i don't
0: know but she shows the baby in the pouch Yeah. donnie no No problems whatsoever. He really
1: does love her.
0: With this weird plastic puppet in her pouch, going,
1: and it like sucks its thumb.
0: And he's okay with it. He asks the gender, and he's like, "Awesome, we are totally a family." Which, hey, kudos to him.
1: He steps up. Yeah, we don't need more dads,
0: uh, you know, abandoning their children. So.
1: So then we have now. Obviously, the military needs to get involved. They're coming. They shoot the stepdad. The anthropologist talks to the ballerina, uh, who, while he's talking to her, did you notice she had a fly on her face? Yeah. That was they great. didn't do. They didn't reshoot it. They just let her have a fly on <laughs> yeah, her face.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Uh,
1: and they, he urges her to cooperate. He wants to hypnotically examine her. Yeah. And then a deep voice. She's in like a hypnotic trance. She's like, I am lycanthrope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Oh. <laughs> she's, a, she's an awesome actress. It's
1: sort of like uh, Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters.
0: Um. Okay. Okay.
1: She makes crazy eyes and then randomly closes one eye. She's screaming. She tells the anthropologist that there's an origin story. And then weirdly, he almost kisses her. But we don't get the
0: origin story just yet. No, 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 no. Sadly.
1: Let's go back to Jerboa, Danny, and their baby who is sucking his fingers again, they're talking about what will become of their family. So we get a sense that they're in peril because their love will not be accepted by uh, the general public.
0: Keep in mind that it's basically like now turning into this post-apocalyptic feel that Mm -hmm. it's like the end of their kind. Their species is being wiped out by the military. Yes. And now they're having to survive by wandering through the outback. With their weird pouch baby um, to like <laughs> exist. Yes. It's so weird.
1: Let's go back to the anthropologist. He's now questioning the stepdad, but he puts a strobe on him, and the stepdad transforms. They tranquilize him. This
0: transformation is so cheesy. It's yeah. so funny. Uh, his actual name's Max Fairchild. He uh, he's from Mad Max one and two <laughs>
1: oh
0: yeah okay because I, I re- you were like i recognize his face yeah and i was I did. like yeah he's from yeah. mad max
1: yeah well, he's from Australia. Every Australian actor was in Mad Max. Except <laughs> right. Except Nicole Kidman, whatever.
0: But the stroke changes him. It looks identical from it came from Uranus. Like yes. The the elongated mouth and everything. It's so cheesy. <laughs> the
1: one exception is that he has this like striped pattern of hair on his back.
0: Tasmanian wolf yes. markings.
1: Yes, exactly. So all of these uh marsupial werewolves from australia have tasmanian like stripes uh, tasmanian wolf stripes that's how yes, they're and different
0: the scientists put it together and they're like wait wait you got to tell us and then we get the the dumbest origin story
1: it's weak ever it's real and i'm going to i'm
0: going to play it all do right it. here
1: do you know what this is yes, yes. what is it We were born from him, he's the phantom. He's the lion, the tiger, the hyena, and the wolf. How were you born from him? When the hunters killed him, his spirit came into us. He's in us now. We are him.
0: Okay, so in this world, that's how they became Werewolves.
1: Yeah, so it's this whole weird talk about how the Pope... Yeah. Whatever the Pope has to do with anything, he has not been winching once until now, and now the Pope thinks they're a satanic manifestation, and they're going to kill them all.
0: Yeah. Okay. I do like that they're also satanic. That's Why? really great. There, there
1: has been no satanism so far, but it was the 80s. Everything was satanic.
0: Meanwhile, the Professor and Olga are bonding.
1: Yeah. And
0: Danny and Jaboa and the baby are wandering through the outback.
1: The baby's still a baby. The government sends a special team to hunt the werewolves. And, oh, do we want to talk about Kendi? Kendi. Kendi. He's an aboriginal man who's also a werewolf, marsupial. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's he's warning them, basically.
0: Wait, wait. The men aren't marsupials. Just the women, right? Doesn't
1: he? Well, they're all marsupials. That's... Well, Just but like, I
0: mean like the pouch thing.
1: Well, yes, the men don't give birth, but they're all marsupials. <laughs>
0: That'd be cool if it was like, uh, wait, oh, let me paint a picture for you. Junior, the premise of Junior with uh-uh. Arnold Schwarzenegger, but but with marsupial werewolves.
1: <laughs> I like it. Okay. I will pay you $1 billion to make this. All right. So, Kendi.
0: Starring Russell Crowe. <laughs>
1: Kendi calls to uh, the Phantom for help because I guess everybody's really stressed out about the government hunting them. But honestly, it just seems like they could, you know, get in a car and drive a few miles in the outback and it wouldn't be a big deal.
0: They could. There are hunters coming after them, too. And the, s- the, the head hunter.
1: Are they from the government? Who are these people?
0: I think this is like an independent group of people. They're just never hunting.
1: introduced. No. They're just suddenly on the on the trail.
0: But the uh, guide that is leading them mm-hmm. has this awesome hang loose shirt.
1: Yes, it was so. <laughs> I cool. know. I really
0: want that shirt. I tried
1: to find tried to find one online today, but it wasn't. It was like not as cool.
0: Yeah, that's a bummer. But yeah. jo- Jaboa, Donnie, baby, dad. Olga, Professor, are all together now. They've all reconvened in the wilderness.
1: This is the stepdad that was going to rape Jerboa, but she's now totes cool with him, tagging along. Yeah. Whatever. Also, all of the nun werewolves are gone for quite some time. They play no (laughs) role till the very end of the movie.
0: There's a little bit of a heated argument between Donnie and the dad, and dad goes rogue, and he decides... He really like Candy's uh, idea, and he's gonna invoke the spirit too. Yeah, because we did, we failed to mention uh, when Candy invoked the spirit became um, a werewolf that also still had the Aboriginal paint, though like white and paint, mm-hmm. but as a werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> and then completely dismembered like the entire uh, group of hunters. Yeah. So Dad's like, hey, that was a pretty cool idea. I'm going to do it too, except he's going to take it a step further, and this is what he asks for.
1: Help me! Hey, Monon. Help me! Help me change!
0: Give me the strength! Help me change into the big one! Hey, Monon! He wants to be the big one. Oh, yeah. Big one. Big boy. Yeah. Which makes no sense because then we immediately go to a tent where there's like two military guys.
1: Yeah. There's
0: some commotion. And this I really love this scene. Ugh. The guy's like, hey, who's out there in his tent? And instead of like looking or grabbing a, like a pistol.
1: Doing anything that would be normal.
0: He grabs a bazooka and holds it up to the front of the tent while he's inside the tent. Mm-hmm. And is like, who's outside of the tent? Holds a bazooka. And a gigantic werewolf, the dad, pops through and he just shoots him, and there's this massive explosion.
1: None so of the that dad makes invoked
0: sense. the spirit to kill one person.
1: And it Who actually yeah.
0: killed himself with a bazooka.
1: He, well, he, he didn't kill himself. He killed the dad, right? He blew up
0: everything with a bazooka. Oh. So I, the dad, like, didn't he, even do anything. He just it died. It was
1: unsuccessful. It was weak. Uh, also, what. Were these part of the tracking group?
0: No, I think this was military this that was separate. Coming to the so forum. there's yeah.
1: a random tracking group and military hunting for them. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Um, let's go back to the pool guy. Remember him? That's maybe the president.
0: It is the president.
1: Okay. He is asking what happened to the anthropologist. And it's suggested to him that the ballerina and the anthropologist are now in love.
0: Yes. And then we're going to go into the future.
1: Yeah. So let's do a little time lapse sequence. The anthropologist and the ballerina are in love. She's pregnant. They live with Danny and Jerboa, Donnie and Jerboa, and their marsupial baby, who is now just out of his out of pouch and just a normal kid
0: well yeah it i don't know at what point does the baby just turn into a normal looking human i don't know because for the first part it looked like a freaky puppet
1: did you think that this section where we're like getting shots of their outback life that it could have been a really amazing sitcom like a an amazing australian marsupial werewolf (laughs) sitcom of these two couples like their hijinks in the outbacks with their marsupial werewolf babies.
0: Yeah, and the babies like with their Tasmanian stripe fur on the back, like getting into mischief constantly.
1: Yeah, Kinda of like on HT H two O.
0: The Australian Mermaid. Yeah. Sitcom okay. that we worked our way through religiously.
1: It's kind of embarrassing to admit. It
0: was college and we were bored.
1: It was not college. I was pregnant.
0: It was after college and we were bored. <laughs>
1: I can claim hormones. I don't know what your excuse is for
0: watching H2O. Dude, I'm not going to apologize for that shit. H2O was cool.
1: It really was. I kind of want to watch it again. (laughs) Anyway, so I feel like this could have been like a cousin to H2O. Okay. Don't you? Like, boop, boop, boop. could have been a kin. Yeah. So they we fast forward through their outback life, but after a while, Donnie and uh, Jerboa decide they're going to go back to the city. They feel like enough time has passed, they can change up their identities, bring their baby, and get back to live in life. Right. But uh, the anthropologist and the ballerina stay behind with their baby. They're going to stick it out a little bit longer, uh-huh. I guess. And it's a, another fast forward scene of the anthropologist and the ballerina's child growing up. And then the friend that you liked so much for the anthropologist friend finally finds them. He tracks them down wherever they are in the outback.
0: Frank Sinatra?
1: Yeah. And he's like, the president's cool with werewolves. So's the pope. Come on back.
0: Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> They're like, the pope has declared that everybody is uh, God's creature. Yeah. And it's everything's changed because now in the future, we're way in the future now. Yeah. Um, like
1: 20 years.
0: Werewolves have now just assimilated into society.
1: Kinda. They're <laughs> accepted, but it's, it's not normal.
0: Yeah, It's like X-Men.
1: Where it's like we
0: know they exist, but we don't quite want to accept them.
1: Yes. Then we go to a shot of Donnie and Jerboa fighting about filmmaking that has no place in this movie.
0: (laughs) But Donnie has a fake mustache on to look older. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, because some time has passed and they're both successful filmmakers. And then let's skip to the anthropologist. He's gone back into society, he is teaching. A bunch of students who are all wearing orange. And I think this is their effort to be futuristic. Did you, you get think? that? Or else they're all inmates at a like jail college. It is
0: weird, isn't it?
1: Yes. Then one student comes up and he reveals himself to the anthropologist. And he's like, BTW, I'm the son <laughs> of Don't Jerboa and Donnie. I'm going to only say BTW from nope. now on.
0: Nope. No.
1: Then, weirdly, they embrace... <laughs> okay and also the son who i don't want to critique
0: no you can critique because this was painful to watch
1: he it was so much like can you act with your teeth because i feel like that's what the marsupial son is doing here what i kept looking only at his teeth as (laughs) he talked
0: well he wasn't acting that's the problem
1: maybe i don't know or maybe it was just so
0: uncomfortable
1: in my mind as i'm thinking back to it it's a screen full of teeth. Yeah. Okay. So they hug anyway. Uh, he updates the anthropologist. Tells him to watch TV that la- that night. So later that night, the anthropologist and his ballerina wife are sitting in their cool house. Mm-hmm. They're watching TV. An awards show. Dame Edna is the presenter. Yeah,
0: that was kind of weird.
1: What even? Why? <laughs> it's like
0: their celebrity plug.
1: Yes, and she gives an award for best actress, I guess, in Australia.
0: Yeah, which should have been Nicole Kidman,
1: obviously, or
0: Naomi Watts.
1: Those are those are your choices. Anyway, <laughs> it's Gerboa. The...
0: Well, that's because Nicole Kidman was too busy making uh, what BMX Bandits. BMX,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey what
0: we should do that
1: i don't know i don't know if i have the endurance for that do you
0: remember rad yeah you loved rad <laughs> why would you not want to revisit that but in it, australia
1: so we're almost through this jerboa wins <laughs> best actress so let's flash back jerboa is a werewolf from the town of Flo. now winning best actress in australia from dame Edna. we've been on a journey guys This is where we're at.
0: I love this ending. Like, talk about bringing it home.
1: Yes. So she goes up. She starts to give her speech and all of the camera flashing creates a strobe effect. (laughs) And she transforms, which makes me think maybe nobody's okay with With werewolves.
0: All the cameras are flashing and she's like, no, no, not the strobes, mate, not the strobes. They're (laughs) going to make me transform into a werewolf. Don't do it, mate, no. And then they're like, sorry, your flight's been delayed and you're going to have to go home if you don't accept your award right now. She's like, no, not the strobes. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) And day madness screams.
0: And that's uh, almost the end. There's one minor quick scene where... Alfred Hitchcock goes. Cut. (laughs) And then uh, Burt Reynolds' chest plays us out. (laughs) (laughs) And that is The Howling Three.
1: Holy crap, man.
0: I love this movie.
1: So you can see where this is chaotic in a way that is very different than The Apple.
0: This is the chaos that we thrive on.
1: Yeah. Hook it to my veins.
0: This is, if this uh, was Howling Three, Howling 3 is the pouch, and we are living inside of it.
1: Aww. <gasps> oh, yeah. I like that. Okay. I like that.
0: This is 100% Laser Graves approved. Yes. You don't like it? Uh, stop listening now, because this film rules.
1: No, keep listening, but maybe check your... Check your purpose in life again.
0: (laughs) Maybe check yourself because... Because you wrecked yourself. Yeah, Howling 3 is awesome.
1: It's a fine wine. It is. 1987 vintage.
0: Okay, there you go. It's Howling 3. I don't have much more to say about it. I mean, I'm really just like, yeah, I'm all in.
1: No, and as usual, I'm going to recommend that you go listen to Shakira's She-Wolf.
0: No. Yeah. Well, you should do that anyway.
1: Every day, start your day with it. I feel like you It'll should... It'll change st- your life.
0: Start your day with Shakira wolf. End your day with an episode of H2O.
1: Yeah. And
0: you, you're good to go.
1: What yeah. more do you need? You don't need it more. Well,
0: if you liked what you heard. <laughs> in particular...
1: If you like Eric's accent... <laughs>
0: If you like what you heard, you get on Apple iTunes and you give us five stars, mate.
1: Oh, my gosh. We lost all of Australia. We forever. Had
0: never had Australia. We
1: had them in our pouch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ow.
0: All right. Rate, review, subscribe. We are anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we're also at lasergraves.com. And we're on Instagram at Lasergraves. Our personal sites, I'm at Death at 33 RPM.
1: I'm at Mariah Rose Wimmer.
0: So we will see you next week. And uh, Mariah has told me she wants to go as Jerboa for what?
1: Halloween, definitely not Christmas.
0: Jerboa with uh, hairy breasts giving birth in a barn?
1: Like six... Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Jerboa giving birth in a barn had breasts, two breasts. Olga, the Russian werewolf, had
0: different species of werewolf, dude.
1: Fascinating. You weren't paying attention. Fascinating science at play here. All
0: right. See you next week. Biology.
1: (laughs) Biology.